are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Coming up on today's show, it is our Monday tradition. We're going to talk about three things we learned this weekend with the San Francisco Giants. The first thing we learned, and it it's smacking us all in the face. It's the most obvious thing, but we did learn it. In fact, the Giants offense, the Giants bats have gone completely ice cold. So somehow they found a way to split this four-game series with the Nationals, scoring only three runs in the four games. So I've been all over Twitter talking about how this, to me, is a real win, but I don't want to act like I am sugarcoating the fact that they were just terrible. I'm just saying, holy cow, it is incredible to to sneak out of Washington, D.C. with a couple of wins after scoring only three runs in the series. Two of the games were part of a doubleheader because of the rainout, so they weren't full games because we're doing seven-inning doubleheaders now, you know, because of COVID. But the Giants' bats, like, just basically the whole series, they could not get anything going. On Friday, we we all kind of were able to look the other way because Anthony DiSclafani pitched a complete game shutout. No runs, eight strikeouts, one walk, two hits. He was just phenomenal, but... I do want to focus on the bats for now. On Saturday, in the first game of the doubleheader, the Giants got shut out 2-0. In the second game, it was scoreless through 7, which was supposed to be the full length of the game. Giants then got two runs in the top of the 8th and held on in the bottom of the 8th with a base-running blunder by Victor Robles of the Nationals. And then on Sunday, they get shut out again. So basically... Through regulation in three of the four games, the Giants were shut out. So that's just kind of an example of how in baseball things can kind of turn on a dime. Because prior to these games, the Giants were swinging the bats phenomenally. Like just a few games ago, Brandon Crawford seemed to be homering at will. Mike Talkman hit that huge grand slam to put them ahead in the eighth inning in Texas. But over the weekend, everything changed. So I want to actually give you some numbers for what the Giants did Thursday when they didn't play rain out. So Friday, two games Saturday, and one game Sunday. As a team, during that span, they did in fact rank dead last in Fangraph's wins above replacement by their position players at minus 0.8. Offensively, they were 80% below average. They're non-pitchers, I should say. They hit as a team in in this four-game series, not counting their pitchers, 148 with a 200 on base percentage and 213 slugging. 
So just terrible across the board. It's the, no power, plenty of strikeouts, and very few walks. That's that's kind of the thing that jumps off the page to me is that they were just hacking, which is very uncharacteristic for them. And in fact, that 5.2% walk rate that they had was dead last in the major leagues over this four-game span. So we do not often go into four-game samples and read into it, and that's the thing. That's kind of the takeaway, is that while the bats became ice cold, it is not necessarily something to really worry about because there's nothing sustainable about these numbers when I look at them. They're just simply not going to continue to struggle like this. Looking at some of the individual performers, Posey, Solano, and Yastrzemski, and even Flores to an extent, were decent offensively in this series. But Mauricio Dubon, Mike Talkman, Jason Vossler, Kurt Casale, Austin Slater, Lamont Wade Jr., Brandon Crawford, Steven Duggar, and Brandon Belt all struggled mightily. Brandon Belt with a 50% strikeout rate. Steven Duggar, how about this? An 89% strikeout rate in four games in this series. So these are just comically bad numbers, and you know that. But So when you look at that, you think, okay, the Giants probably got swept. No, they did not. They ended up splitting. I consider that a win. I'm not saying everything is roses and sunshine with the Giants because they did struggle and look terrible. That's the worst baseball they've played all season. However, to me, it's just like a heist. To get out of there with a split in the series and on the road trip as a whole is a win. And now the Arizona Diamondbacks come into town and they are looking to avoid their 20th consecutive road loss. You heard me right. I wasn't aware of this until a couple days ago. They have lost 19 road games in a row and they're looking to avoid number 20 tonight. Giants are going to look to hand that to them. So coming up next, I want to talk about some of the key moments in these games, some of the things we learned about some individual players over the weekend as the Giants somehow split with the Nationals. Did you know that decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year? In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you can control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about some of the key individual moments in these games and some of the players who stood out. Anthony DiSclafani, Mike Talkman doing another robbery, another home run robbery in a huge spot. So we're going to talk about him, his spot on the roster. 
We've also got a lot more to get into in terms of roster moves on today's show. We're going to talk about John Brebbia a little bit, a reliever who's going to come up and impact the Giants, and it could happen soon. Kurt Casale, Chadwick Trump, Caleb Berger also going to be part of this conversation. But I just wanted to look at, you know, the performance of Anthony DiSclafani first on Friday night. So something we learned is that, you know, Anthony DiSclafani is a quality starting pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. We we pretty much knew that already. But he did have that really bad start against the Dodgers just a couple starts ago when he gave up, what, 10 earned runs in like two and two-thirds innings. So you started to think, okay, well, maybe he's going to regress back to being average-ish, but no. I mean, he's rebounded from that. This was as well as he's thrown the ball all season long to me. He was just really, really sharp. His pitches, to me, like a big part of the success is that he's got identical release points on pitches that either explode in on righties or explode away from righties. And the release the release point, the starting point of the ball is the same. So as a hitter, you don't know which way the ball is going to go. It's either going to come in at you at 95 miles an hour or it's going to dart away from you at like, you know, high 80s. So those pitches were working for him on Friday. He went the distance. And another thing we learned is that Mike Talkman. I'm sorry, but even if he's not hitting, he, to me, has a spot on this roster for the same reasons that we were talking about a couple weeks ago when he did this same thing to Albert Pujols. Talkman, you could honestly make a case that there's three wins that the Giants would not have if it weren't for Mike Talkman. The one with Albert Pujols, that's like there's no debate. If that's Alex Dickerson or something in left field there, that's game over, and the Giants lose that game to the Dodgers. It was a would-be walk-off by Albert Pujols. Talkman robbed the home run. They went to extras, and they won. And then the game in Texas. We're talking the Giants are down a couple runs in the eighth inning with two outs, and Talkman is at the plate, and his grand slam propels them to the victory there. So that's two wins. And then on Friday, Juan Soto, you know, deep in the game, I think it was the seventh inning, hits a high drive deep to the left center field gap. And Talkman just does it again. He does it again, exactly like he did to Albert Pujols, this time robbing a would-be game-tying home run by Juan Soto late in a game. And as soon as the home team ties a game late, They've got, you know, quote-unquote momentum from that. And as DiSclafani mentioned and somebody else mentioned, and I'm going to agree, he probably doesn't finish that game if the game gets tied there because his spot in the lineup did come up one more time when he actually tweaked his non-throwing hand. Felt stabbing pain is what he said. But anyway, non-throwing hand, so that, that makes it much more not a problem. But anyway, he had an at-bat, and so he probably doesn't hit in that at-bat, and then the relievers come in, and who knows what's different. And then there's a ripple effect because the next day, they had to cover two games, including a bullpen game. So if you have to go to your bullpen, it may make somebody unavailable who was available the next day. So I know I'm going deep down a rabbit hole here, but 
The point is that Mike Talkman has just provided a lot of value in other ways besides batting average, essentially, because he still has gotten on base at a decent rate because he does draw a walk. I'm astounded by how poorly he's hitting. I don't think he's this bad, but he really, like some of his swings, are, he just looks completely lost at the plate. Sometimes he'll hit the ball hard. It seems like he's hit into some bad luck. And of course, he did hit that huge grand slam. But anyway, Mike Talkman, I know he's been kind of a controversial figure so far, but you got to value the defense that he's provided. I mean, robbing these two home runs, it could they could not have been more huge, especially the one in LA. But this one, it was just a phenomenal catch that an ordinary left fielder does not make. You've got a tie game in that scenario, and everything could have been different. So, you know, we'll look at his spot on the roster as it relates to what's coming up. And what's coming up is that Darren Ruff may be coming off the injured list as early as today. So we have to think about, okay, who's who's going to go off the roster to get Darren Ruff on the roster? And I know that a lot of people would kind of lean Talkman if they were thinking about this, but there's a reason that he, to me, is not going to be that guy. And actually, to me, it's probably going to be Steven Duggar, especially if you feel comfortable with Talkman's defense in center field, which I do. I feel like he'll give you at least a decent center field. So coming up next, I do want to talk about all these roster moves, including why I think Steven Duggar is probably the guy to get optioned to bring Darren Ruff back onto the roster. Next, I want to talk about the delicious tasting Built Bar. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including nut and nut-free flavors. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. It is amazing that the Built Bar really tastes like a candy bar, but what astonished me as someone who doesn't like to eat a lot of sugar is just how low in sugar these Built Bars are, especially considering the taste. So they're great for a health-conscious person. Just looking through some of the nutrition facts, they're... All high in protein. We're talking 17, 18, 19 grams of protein. And low in sugar. We're talking 4 or 5 grams of sugar. And they're low in calories as well. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the action as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, as promised, we're going to talk about a lot of roster tinkering that's been going on. 
Caleb Berger was optioned, just as an example. So that was kind of a surprising move. Kurt Casale came off the injured list. Chadwick Trump went back to AAA. So actually, we're going to kind of tie those all together, including that discussion about Talkman and Duggar that I promised we would have. So if you listen to this show, you've heard me say this a thousand times, but a huge consideration for this front office is who has options and who doesn't. And by options, I mean minor league options. So for example, there are a ton of players on the Giants who just simply cannot be sent to the minor leagues without their consent. Talkman is one of those players, and that is why the Yankees traded him in the first place, because they didn't have room for him on their major league roster, and they couldn't send him down, so they had to find another place for him and get whatever they could get for him. But on the Giants, they do have some players who can be optioned, including Jason Vossler, Mauricio Dubon, Steven Duggar, and Austin Slater on the offensive side. Also Lamont Wade Jr. and Mike Yastrzemski, believe it or not. So some guys, you're just like, okay, there's no way they're getting optioned. That would be Yastrzemski. But pretty much everybody else I just mentioned is on the table whenever we're talking about somebody needing to be sent down. But to me, because of everything I just mentioned with Talkman, I do think that Steven Duggar is more likely, I mean, way more likely. It's like if Talkman and Duggar had options, I still might lean Duggar being optioned. But because Talkman doesn't, if you want to get rid of Talkman to clear a spot for Ruff, you're losing Talkman basically off your entire organization. Whereas you can send Duggar to the minor leagues and keep him in your organization and keep Talkman. So anyway, the issue with Duggar, like I mentioned, he struck out 89% of the time in this series, only nine at bats, but I, I believe that's eight out of nine times he came to the plate, he struck out. And this extended a little bit before this series also. He's just kind of been out of whack. And suddenly the season numbers don't look so good anymore. His season strikeout rate is 40%, which is just way too high. And his average on balls in play continues to be what is driving the performance. So overall, he's been 25% above average offensively. But his average on balls in play is about 100 points higher than his career average on balls in play and about 100 points higher than what one would consider sustainable. That average on balls in play is 442. That is just not going to last. His career average on balls in play is 340. That's even high. So I'm seeing a lot of unsustainability with what Duggar is doing right now. Also, the home run to fly ball ratio, which is another indicator of unsustainability, Basically, how often when you hit a fly ball, is it going out of the ballpark? Right now, it's high for him. It's 22.2%. That's high. So I would expect that to come down too. So if more fly balls are not going over the fence and less balls in play are landing in for hits, suddenly you're not looking at such a good offensive profile. The quality of his at-bats looked noticeably better for a while there, but lately he's just been a strikeout machine. And so you can justify sending him down, letting him get back on track, and there will be some point that comes up, as we've seen, where they'll need to make a move and he will be a solid choice to come back. So that's the thing. Guys who can be optioned, they can go down, they can come up. So that's the idea behind keeping both players in your organization. So I think that'll be the move if Ruff comes off the injured list. 
That also means I'm actively choosing to keep Lamont Wade Jr. over Steven Duggar. So that's interesting. That's we're deciding that Wade Jr. is ahead of Duggar on the depth chart if we make that decision to option Duggar instead of Wade Jr. Also, I mean, Mauricio Dubon is a guy whose spot might not be as safe as we think, provides defensive value, you know, can play shortstop. He's the only other guy, so I guess he is kind of safe. But he hasn't played well. It's just worth pointing out. So Kurt Casale and Chadwick Trump, we've had this conversation. It was the ex- it's the exact same type of thing that we just talked about with Talkman and Duggar. Trump has options. Casale does not. And so that is why Trump goes to AAA and Casale comes back. Casale, though, at some point, he's going to need to do something at the plate. They're going to continue to give him chances, but he won't have an entire season's worth of rope here. He's going to have to get it going at some point. Caleb Berger got the save and got apparently a beer shower for getting his first career save in that bullpen game that the Giants somehow won, but then after the game, he was optioned to AAA. So that's another example. He's one of the few relievers that the Giants have who can be optioned. The other guys are Tyler Rogers, Zach Littell, Connor Menez, and Sammy Long. So none are clear and obvious choices, especially with how well Connor Menez is throwing right now. So it's not the last time we'll hear from Kayla Berger, but it just do, it does go to show you the kind of depth that they have that a player as good as Berger is someone who they've decided to option. And I know a lot of people have been negative about Jose Alvarez, but I continue to believe in Jose Alvarez, and it's just another case. Alvarez, in order to you know, clear him off the roster, they would lose him completely. Whereas to clear Berger off the roster, they can keep him in their organization in the minor leagues. So lastly, just got to mention, John Brebbia is a reliever the Giants signed in the offseason, has a career 3.14 ERA, but he's recovering from Tommy John surgery, so the Cardinals non-tendered him and the Giants signed him. He is close to being ready. He's going to pitch back-to-back games in Sacramento in AAA today and tomorrow. And if he comes out of that feeling right and feeling good and he looks good in those outings, he may come back to the San Francisco Giants. And so they'd obviously have to make another move to get him onto the roster. But he, I am excited about John Brebbia. He could provide some solid right-handed stabilizing relief help. Good personality, good reliever, and he is really close. So there's a lot more that we learned over the weekend. Stuff about the sticky substances. We're definitely going to talk about that at some point. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it's a huge story. Pitchers using, quote, illegal substances to doctor the baseball in a sense. So it's kind of a big ongoing story. The league is cracking down on this. Umpires are checking pitchers now every single game, every single pitcher. So we'll get into that probably tomorrow. We'll also talk about this game tonight. It's going to be Alex Wood on the mound for the Giants, Matt Peacock on the mound for the Diamondbacks. Right-handed pitcher, D-backs trying to avoid, again, 20 straight road losses. Giants trying to hand it to them. So we'll be back tomorrow talking about all that. I can't wait to see you then. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time.